that have been here for a while there was a time in my life when I was a personal producer grace that this wasn't the, the ATM did not exist and so I remember being young and naive in this business and um, for me it was more of a race of how fast can I get in and out of the client's home with an application and a check it wasn't about building rapport it wasn't about finding out the sustainability of why they would actually want to keep a policy if they bought one in the first place. And just for clarification, I would say about 95% of those policies that I wrote when I first started are no longer on the books. So uh, the Alliance, when you hear people say work the system, they have put things in place that I would have probably not have come up with myself. I, I don't know. I've been here for a while, but I remember back then we kind of laughed at the stand up flip book. We kind of thought that's what those old school insurance agents that's what they do. Well, there was some magic to it. And so what we did is we got our top producers together and they put together the in-home presentation. So today we are going to talk about setting up your about me page and how to use it to maximize your time while you're in the home. So, um, the about me page is the second page in the, um, ATM or Alliance Training Manual as, as we refer to it. Uh, the first page just is a basic premise of who we are and what we do. Uh, so it kind of gives the client a little bit more information on how we might be able to help their family. But before we get started in what it actually says, there's very important things that you need to realize about when you're setting this up, what you put it in and what you do not put in it. Um, there was a mentor of mine that when I had first set mine up, I went to the University of North Texas. I studied sociology. I was very proud of that. So I put it in my in-home presentation. And that person looked at me and said, what if you sit down with a client that wanted to go to college but couldn't? Now they're mad at you because you threw your education in their face. And I was like, but I went. And I, but that's, he goes, I'm just telling you. Um, what if you are a proud member of the military or you're a retired military service person and you put that into your ATM and you come back and you're sitting with a, a family that is against the military? You, you've predispositioned them to be upset with you. Um, you know, what if I put that I went to the University of North Texas, but the, the family that I'm sitting with is a um, Louisiana Tech fan. I'm trying to think of the Sun Belt, who our competition was, but, um, or if I put that I went to the University of Alabama and they're a UT fan. I'm just, you're setting yourself up to get into a confrontation with, and, you don't, and it's unbeknownst to you because all you're doing is saying, hey, this is what I did. And so you want to make this as generic as you possibly can, because you, you don't want to put yourself in a position to have to kind of backtrack from what just happened. All you did was open a book and flip it to a page. And so I always want to be clear when I'm coaching people on how to set this up. And Bruno, let's all give Bruno a huge thank you, because I know a lot of the people that are on my team, he helps them set this up. And so um, first and foremost, if you don't know where to find this, if you're a part of my team and you're a part of the majority of the FITS organization, you have Dropbox folders that they will put copies of an English and Spanish version into your Dropbox folder. If you do not have a link to that, please let me know or please let Bruno know and we'll make sure that you get that out to you so you know where to find it. Um, but just getting into what I have on here and the reasons that it's set up this way, because it is strategic. You may just think it's, why am I telling all of these people all of this information about me? It doesn't make sense, and we'll explain why that is. But 
your name is first. And the reason you put that on is probably, especially after the phone call, they probably don't remember your name. But from the door to the table, they could have forgot your name. Literally, hey, it's Marty. I'm here for our 2.30. Um, and it's in one ear and out the other. But also, you may have only talked to one spouse on the phone. Obviously, you're, you're more than likely going to book an appointment with one of them. So the other spouse doesn't even know who you are. So I put my name in there first. You know, my name is Marty Doge. The second line is, where, did, where were you born and where, did you, where do you live now? It doesn't necessarily have to be where you grew up. Like, I was born in Mobile, Alabama, but I grew up in Longview, Texas. I left it that way because I still run in East Texas instead of saying, well, I live in Fort Worth. So I, this is the way I chose to live mine. But if, if you, let's say, were born in a military family and you bunny hopped all across the, the country, you can put, well, I was born in Mobile, but now I live in Dallas. Or now I live in Fort Worth. I've been here four years. However you want to strategically put that in there. Um, and, and I'm just going over these line by line right now. And I'll come back once we get all the way down to the bottom and explain what you're using these to do. And so uh, the, the third one is I'm married to my amazing wife, Diana. And we have a fun and exciting daughter, Avery. That mentor told me to make it explicitive. Fun and exciting daughter or amazing wife. Instead of it just being I'm married to Diana and I have a daughter named Avery. Um, the next one, I have been helping protect families now for a little over nine years. I actually was listening to a training that I'd heard before and on the way in, and I'm actually going to go and redo mine um, and put prior to protecting families for the last nine years, I worked in this business because it opens up more avenues for conversation instead of just saying, I've been doing this nine years. What do you, you know, what do you do? Uh, and then the last one down here is what I would consider when, if you're sitting at a table and someone has their arms crossed. This is the uncrosser. It's telling people why you enjoy doing what you're doing. And mine says, I'm passionate about helping families so that they don't have to go through what my family went through in 1996. And so um, there's going to be questions that arise from that. And we'll get to that once we, we're going to go back up to the top and go down on how you utilize these statements in the home. Because the reality of it, I think a lot of new people breeze through this five or six minutes, they're on to the next page, they're on to the carriers, and they think that getting to the numbers is the most important part. And Jojo, I was that person. It wasn't explained to me that if you just go over there and quote to people, you're just a quoter. You're not a financial professional. You're not there to actually do what Megan just said, where she got the, the stuff out and looked at it and advised them uh, in a proper manner. And so, the reason my name is there is, is in my opinion, self-explanatory, but I just want everyone to know my name. The, 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 what do they say? The greatest sound to a person is the sound of their own name. So, of course, I want to hear my, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I was born in Mobile, Alabama, and I grew up in Longview, Texas. And just so you understand, when it goes through the ATM, this isn't just so I can tell them about me, even though it says about me. What you're doing here is giving yourself for a little given, an opportunity for give and take. And so we're here to ask them a bunch of questions, but we don't want it to feel like we're berating them, digging for information. And so when you give a little, the natural occurrence for someone is to give a little bit back. So when I say I was born in Mobile, Alabama, but I grew up in Long Beach, Texas, I immediately can say, Heather, where are you from? And they, it, it just rolls off the tongue. They're not like, why do you need to know that? I just told you where I was from. Where, you know, It's rare that that happens. And the reason I put the two places on there is Mobile, thanks to Forrest Gump, is now people have heard of it. But most of the time, I'm like, have you heard of Mobile? They're like, no. And I'm like, well, me either, because I was like that big when I left. But it's a, a coastal town at the bottom of Alabama. 
oh, well, I got family that live in Berkeley. I mean, it's the, the randomness of things that will come from the conversation. But if I'm in Fort Worth working and I said, but I grew up in Longview, this is the fun one for me. Have you ever heard of Longview, Texas? Because it's actually in the state. And most of the time it's like, well, we've gone to Shreveport to gamble and we drove through it. And, or, or no, I've never heard of it. I was like, what's well, three hours straight down I-20? Um, but what I'm utilizing that for is to open up conversation. And I try to throw in the little, the little joke just to get them to let it so small. You, you actually might miss it if you blink or whatever you want to call it, because I'm trying to get them to relax a little bit, but moreover, I'm trying to get to know them. And what we're looking for is when you get an answer for this is to find out three or four or five more questions that you can ask them about that question. This is when I said five or six minutes, guys, if you're not spending 15 to 20 minutes here, you might as well just pack up your ATM and go because you're going to get, I need to think about it. It's a little higher than we, whatever it is, there's no emotion tied to it. Um, just as an example, and I'm not telling everybody to do this. This is what I did because I was taught in this business that you respect yourself as a professional. And if you're not treated as a professional to do what you feel comfortable with, I sat on a home this week and within three or four minutes, the guy's looking at his watch and he's looking at his watch and he's looking at his watch. I don't even have the ATM on the table yet. Like his wife finally walks up and we sit down and he just kept asking, how long is this going to take? And I was like, till we're done. You know, I have some questions that I need to ask you. Not, not in a smart, I, sorry, not in a smart aleck way, but I was there about 10 minutes and he was like, your 15 minutes is about up. And I was like, look, I'm here to help your family. It, it, should I, you know, come back at a different time? He was like, no. So I packed up and left because I'm not just, he's like, I just want, I just want the numbers. Just tell me how much it's going to cost. And I was like, well, I don't even know what we're going to do because I don't know you yet. And it wasn't, it, so he said no. So I packed up and I didn't, I got in my car and I was a little mad at him. I wasn't mad because I was leaving. I was mad because I was not treated as a professional, but I respected myself enough to pack up and go because I understand if I don't get through this, I've wasted the hour anyway. So when, when I, I even sent it out to the team, Heather, I don't know if you saw it, but I said, look, we had a coaching about respect yourself. You studied, you passed your test, you got your license, you're a trained licensed professional out to help people and respect yourself in that manner. If you don't go through this, I mean, you got a 50-50 shot, but I'm leaning more towards 80-20. It ain't going to work. So I'm using that where I grew up as a, a way to get them to sit back. Now, this one, and it was, it was on the training. I've, I've listened to two other trainings since. I was kind of hesitant to put I was married because what if I sit with someone that just went through a divorce or someone that wanted to get married and have kids but never had that opportunity? They said, stick with it. And I was like, all right, I'm just doing what I'm told. Sticking with it. But it gives me an opportunity to sit down with it. If I'm with a couple and say, how long have you been married? I've only been married for three years. It's so new. I'm 43. Next, you know, in two weeks, I'm like, three years. I'm like, well, we've been married for 40. I'm like, what's the secret? But you see how the, the question after question after question. And so I put, you know, I have a, a daughter named Avery. How many children do you have? If I'm sitting with a 50 plusers, how many grandchildren do you have? I want them talking about something that's going to put a smile on their face. Sometimes it is not the children. How many grandkids do you have? Um, I protected a, a, a young lady today that was 62 that had three grandkids that lived in her house that she raised, is raising. It was 18 months, uh, two years, and seven. They were hers. And I was like, how are your grandkids? She goes, that's my mother. <laughs> I was just like, we're going to talk about them. I'm not going to talk about your kids. But dig deep. Find out about 
that because in my opinion, that question right there when you start talking to them about the family is why you're there in the first place. So if you don't know about their family, if you haven't asked any questions about their family, but then you get to the page in the ATM where it says, why is this important to you? You missed it. You should already, I mean, we're going to ask it. We're going to ask the question, but you should already know. Um, the reason I'm going to go back to putting the prior to helping families, I'm actually going to change this, um, is believe it or not, you're going to be able to uncover referrals and aftermarket sales on this based on family, you know, parents, kids, grandkids, you can talk to them about aftermarket sales. After you've finished up with the application, you've written the mortgage protection app. So you said your parents are still alive. Are they covered if something were to happen to them? Are you going to be left holding the bag kind of situation? Um, or kids, you know, you got three kids that live here in the area. If something were to happen to them, mind you, this is all after you do what you're there to do. Mortgage protection, write it up. Final expense, write it up. When you're done, then you go through this. But when you're talking to people about, I've been helping families protect or protect families now for a little over nine years, Heather, what do you do? Do you work inside the home or do you work outside the home? Bob, what do you do? Great. How long have you been there? If you're talking to someone that's 52 years old and they've been at their job three years, they did something else prior. And so what did you do before that? Wow. What happened? They closed down. Yeah, we all got laid off. Man, did they at least cut you a severance pack? I'm, I'm asking questions to dig and probe for information because I'm not going to get a lot of it now. I just need to know if it happened. So if they say, yeah, well, I got a, a severance pack and then I had a little bit of a 401k over there. Okay, gotcha. I don't get excited and I don't talk about it right then. But remember, when we're done, now about that severance pack and 401k, what are you doing with it? What would you like to do with it? But you're opening up these questions just by asking them because it won't seem weird at the end if they told you in a casual conversation. And so the last part, I'm passionate about helping families so they don't have to go through what my family went through in 1996. Everybody can't do this. Everyone doesn't have a story. But if you have a story, put it in there. Because this is when people, uh, nine times out of 10, what they're going to ask is what happened in 1996. It's just kind of an immediate curiosity question. And that's when I say, well, my dad passed away with no life insurance, no, no mortgage protection, no final expense. And, it, and I saw what it meant for my mom. And that's about the time that their arms will drop. They, I just, what do you say? I just opened myself up or I became vulnerable. So at that point, whatever high intensity, a salesman's in my house kind of person, that gets a lot more easier to talk to somebody when I'm like, well, my dad passed away with no life insurance and my mom lost the house. And so when I tell them that I'm here, if it's a mortgage protection lead, I'm here to make sure, I love it when little Bobby runs by. I love you guys and I'm here to make sure you're protected, but I'm here to, and I'll point at the kids. I'm here to protect them because I've seen what that looks like and it's not fun. And so guys, this, this is by far, and it's not my opinion, it's across the board I've asked, this is the most important page of the ATM. And so if you're breezing through it, please understand that you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot by not building the rapport on this. And I've had agents ask, well, what if they don't have a table? Or what if, what if we sit on the couch because there's nowhere else for us to sit? And I'm like, look, put it in your lap. Put it, put it on the couch. Put it wherever you need it to where you can at least read it. Because I started thinking about that. I had some appointments. This, this guy just moved into a home uh, from California that was out in Winona, Texas, and he literally didn't have a table. It, it was not there. And so we sat on the couch, and there, it was an L. So they sat there, and I sat there, and I had it right there, and I flipped it on the couch and he kind of chuckled cause he's, he's retired army. And so I was like, 
I'd always blame it on they. It's what they have me do. I got to do it. They tell me I got to do it. So I'm going to flip through it. I've been doing almost 10 years. You know? It is what it is. But quest, I want to open it up. We got about seven minutes. Um, if there's any questions or anything that, um, I don't remember how I would see participants on this. Do you know? No? Who do you sit next to at the table? What a great question. If you walk into a home and you've got a husband and a wife, uh, I always put the, it also depends, are you left-handed or are you right-handed? I remember I just went through Michelle's training uh, again the other day, her in-home presentation training. I wanted to watch it. And uh, well, I'm right-handed. So let's say if the table runs this way, I'm going to put myself here. This is the head of the table. I'm going to put myself here. I'm going to put the man here and the woman the farthest across away from me. Um, I don't ever want to go into a man's home and have him feel like I'm hitting on. Where'd you find it? More section. I'm saying a more section. Who do you sit with next to the table? Um, so I always want the opposite sex the farthest away from me. You know, that unbeknownst, I'm not rubbing on your wife's leg under the table. I'm here to talk to you about insurance kind of situation. Um, if you're a woman, you want to sit next to the, the female. Um, that way, um, I'm touchy. That, sound, that comes out weird when I say that, but if I'm, I'm sitting next to the man, I'll touch his arm or I'll pat him on the shoulder because I, I feel that people connect better when you actually physically touch them. Like if we're laughing at something, I'll pat him on the back. You're silly or, you know, whatever. Um, thanks, Will and Jenny. Do you take your shoes off? No, I don't. If they ask me to, I will. Huh? Well, you're, you're all going to laugh at me when I tell you this, but at the end of the day, this is your business and you can do whatever you want to. I wear flip-flops, so it's very easy for me to take my flip-flops off. And so um, I'll ask, typically, um, because they are flip-flops, I will say, would you like me to take? I'm doing this purposefully, and you, again, may laugh. I want them to know that I'm wearing flip-flops, so I'm like, would you like for me to take my flip-flops off? Flip-flops. Cargo shorts, flip-flops, a polo. Every time. In the winter, I wear shoes, blue jeans, and a polo. They said, do what you want. And I said, well, this is what I want. I wore slacks for the longest time, and people kind of looked at me funny. And so I felt I was a little overdressed. And so then I started running Corpus, and I would wear, like, beachy-themed shirts and shorts and flip-flops, and it was well-received. So the only thing I did different when I started working in East Texas in, in Tarrant County, I just put a polo on instead of the flowery, beachy stuff. But I, Bruno, I'll tell you this because it was your question. In the nine years I've been here, I've had one person say something negative in nine years, and I sold him a policy. And then what thing that he said negative, when he opened the door, he goes, pretty comfortable, aren't you? And I was like, woo, out of here. Where's your table? He bought. He bought. I self-employed. This is what I'm going to do. It's hot out here. I have learned with the clients that I see, the majority of them are, now I have some wealthy clients, but the majority of them are middle income and down. I don't want to overdress because they're going to look at me as if I'm some kind of person there that's trying to get all their money. I try to be just a little bit better than what I'm sitting with. And, that, uh, and by better, I mean, I wear nice sandals. I don't wear flippy floppies, if that makes sense. I wear leather sandals. Okay. Uh, most important training, if not rapport, no trust. Oh, thank you, Abel and Judy. Um, it's I've always been a part of this business as the thought process of 
It's wherever your comfort zone is. If you feel you're underdressed, maybe you are. I don't. And so um, I do keep britches. I'm just kidding. Slacks or pants in my car. If I roll up on a half a million dollar house or something, and I, I might put on some pants. But nine times out of ten, no. I sat with a guy that was a Broadway play guy that had a million dollar home. And I, he, he laughed, and, but not in a bad way. He was just like, you are self-employed. I was like, you know it. And I went right in there and wrote him up. You know, everybody's the way I, I, it was a different training and, and it doesn't really go to this, but it kind of does. Haters are going to hate anyway. So if they're going to be mad at you for wearing flip-flops, they're going to be mad at you if you're wearing slacks. They'd have found something to nitpick about. And so, um, I live in Texas. It is warm here. So I don't, I'd rather not stink from sweating all day long and having to change my shirt three times or whatever. That really blew your mind though, didn't it? Flippy floppies. No, not not flippy floppies. Sorry. They're leather sandals, I guess would be the better way to say it. Leather flip flops. I have two pair, dark brown and light brown. Depends on what my shirt looks like. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.